Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hi, Medal of the Week on Sabres Live, and I am feeling uh, significantly unprepared. So, Marty, uh, actually, that's not true. I am overprepared, but late on arrival. So, normally, we have this big behind-the-scenes buildup, and now I feel like I just ran to the on-deck circle, and the guy swung at the first pitch, and now I have to get up. You know, like, I didn't get any any warm-up swings in, and... I don't even know where it's going from here, but I will say this, Marty, it's been an incredibly emotional last two weeks. Um, And I don't know if you feel it too, but if I go like sideways and you're wondering why I'm exhausted and, and (laughs) no, but no, but like, I know, right. So so when when I say that, I I can only think of RJ's family right now, you know what I mean? And and I know we're all collectively feeling it because still, no matter where we go, we, we're talking about it, which is perfect and wonderful. And, and in the sense that we're all sharing these great memories and we're still doing it here on MSG with our classic games, which you you know dove headlong into last night. I mean, it's just it's just an incredibly emotional wow. period of time. I'll tell you this. When I drove to the alumni golf tournament Monday morning. I was having a hard time opening my eyes. I'm like, I'm exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. It was um, it was a hard week. It was a tough Sunday, obviously, celebrating RJ, but a great Sunday to see so many alumni at the arena and be able to, and, and co-workers, people behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like camera people and, and uh, you know, on-site, uh, you know, directors and, and all of that, right? It was, it was great to see everybody. We don't usually see them in the summer and to catch up a little bit, but it's under very tough circumstances. Monday, driving up to the golf tournament, my eyes are like, man, I'm having a hard time opening my eyes. Uh, and if you, like me, drove from, you know, the south, uh, south towns to Niagara Falls, you're kind of driving east or northeast but the sun's in your face so you're like even more squinting like ah can't see like it's it's one of those morning and last night i got in bed at like 9 10 i was exhausted i had a lot of catching up to do i got in bed at 9 10 i'm like oh, i'll watch a little bit of the u.s open but while i got to espn on my cable oh i passed by msg and it said classic rj games and i stopped and I never left. It was game three of the 06 playoffs against Ottawa. We won the first two games in Ottawa. We come back home for game three. And I was like truly, truly enjoying the game because 
It's it's 2006. It's 17 years ago. But the game has changed so much in 17 games and 17 years. I and I was looking at the goalies, the way that they moved off the post and the way that they got uh, like Ray Emery was out 10 feet outside of his crease at times facing down shots, man. Did Jim Lawrence ever <laughs> not mince his words when talking about Ray Emery? He's like, uh, if you're an Ottawa fans or an Ottawa teammate, you have zero confidence in Ray Emery right now. And the Sabres, we were just trying to get pucks on that. But the way the game has changed, I was, Alex, Alex Kodalik, like raced out to an icing to beat it and touch the puck. Like, I don't even, it's not even a, 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 a reflex of mine to think when there's an icing that you should get on your horse and try to get to the puck, right? And then after he's exhausted from racing to touch the puck and he missed, he goes for a change. You're allowed to change after an icing. Like there was so many parts of the game that has evolved and evolved for for really, really good. And then there's other parts that I'm like, well, this was fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, another icing, Talinder goes to touch the puck. Chris Neal has no regards for the puck. All he tries to do is hit Talinder. And it's after the whistle. I'm like, of course it is. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, and the referee's yelling at Talinder and yelling at um, Novotny. I'm going to take just one in here. Well, if you're going to take one, you're taking Chris Neal. You're not taking anybody else. But anyway, I was really enjoying the game. And the, 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 the classic that is 2006 game three. Is it weird to say that it's a classic in 2006? But no, still. because all the music from that era that was punk or whatever is now classic rock. It's so. classic rock. You're absolutely right. So I was really enjoying it. So I'm in bed at 9.15. I didn't go to bed until about 11.30 because I watched yeah. the whole thing. It ended at 11. And, and then I watched a little bit of tennis. And then I went to bed so late. And now I'm still exhausted. <laughs> well, you're full of energy as always, which I appreciate. Um, brief Sabre news here. Really not a uh, uh, big deal. Um, yes. Noah Oslin's been loaned to, uh, is it Vaxio? Vaxio, yeah, I think that's In the Swedish right. League. Um, yeah. But again, just like it was with, was it Wahlberg the other day? Yeah, Anton Wahlberg, right? Yeah. He got loaned. And it, it, it's, it's paperwork, right? I mean, these players yeah. were not expected to be here this year. It's just transactions. So... Um, it is what it is. And of course, you're talking about classic games tonight on MSG as we continue to celebrate the career of Rick Jenneret. Final game at the odd. Yes. Which was incredibly moving for so many people. And we have the 10 game win streak. Yes. At the start of the 07 yes. season. Yeah. The 06 07 season. Right. Yeah. So um, I remember that, like, where. I was stressed and I'm going back to my uh, career game logs at the start of that season, because I think I played two or three games at the I start of that season. Three. Uh, in um, total before the 10th one, you mean? Before the 10th one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I may have played two. I remember playing at Ottawa and at Boston and mm-hmm. the game at Boston, we ended up uh, winning six to two. And I remember getting in the bus after the game and Lindy was sitting there and I'm like, I was so nervous because now we're getting to six and seven in a row. Right. And I'm thinking, I don't want to be the guy that loses the game that loses the streak. And so that game at Boston was, uh, was a very, very nerve wracking moment for me. Uh, Thankfully we scored six goals. I didn't have to do too much. No. Uh, And you know what? It's just, I feel like we have done some of these classic games 
you know, when we entered into the COVID period and, but not all of them. So I feel like there's a, you know, there, there's definitely, how do you, how do you say it? Like, it's a bit of a refresher on, on, on some of the games that were around the same time period, but not necessarily the same game specifically. And it's all just to continue hearing as opposed to in sound bites, the more poetic way, if you will, of just how RJ called games, you know, it was wonderful to have the RJ Memorial area in front of the arena the last 10 days and people could come and, you know, pay their respects, leave mementos and cherish with the highlight reel of RJ and all the great, many of the great calls, but it's so different when you indulge in a classic game, because to your point, you hear the banter the analysis with yes. Jim Lorenz, you know, and it, and it really, really does. And it's, it's, it's totally different than just listening to a highlight reel. Plus not to mention by way of natural conversation, it takes you back to different eras and what might be going on elsewhere at the time in the world. The you know thing, what I mean? The, the other so. thing I realized last night is playoff RJ was like, <laughs> on high speed, like it's like watching a podcast on 10 times sp- fast, right? It's like playoff RJ. They were, you want chaos? You got chaos. Yeah, absolutely. But playoff RJ, like we took in game three last night in the 2006 playoffs. At one point in the third period, I think it said uh, Ottawa was 0 for 5 or 1 for 6 on the power play. Like we had taken seven, eight penalties. Ottawa got eight power plays in that game or some sort. And at one point, RJ is like, you know, we're trying to get the puck out of the zone. And and again, one of those, I like, guess, still not out. But it's like the the intensity in the call was from the start to the end was way up there. Way, way, way up there. Uh, and yeah, I just I just felt like that to me was like if I wanted a feel good moment to remember RJ, man, those playoff runs and his intensity. And I can just think of people sitting at home watching the games on the edge of their seats five minutes in because RJ yeah. brought them there. Not third period where you start laid back in your lazy boy and then third period it's tied and you're on the edge of your seat. No, RJ brought you to the edge of your seat five minutes in with his tone and his intensity. Well, we have teams of the day, multiple, uh, as we have uh, drifted to the letter S um, after yesterday's Pittsburgh-Philadelphia. I was looking for a P word there instantly, and I just couldn't tie it together. So I have an S word for those teams. (laughs) Do you? Because I I didn't do too good against these teams, so I did poop against them and that's the s word well, i was thinking actually, about that was the word i should have used for <laughs> pittsburgh and philadelphia because of poop. The, yeah the, we, we went through the pittsburgh and philly poop yesterday but uh <laughs> so i i wanted to do the quad city mallards but they've yet to elevate to the uh, nhl status and there is no our team other than of course our beloved rochester americans which we talk yes. about extensively so we jumped to s so today we're doing san jose seattle and St. Louis in our teams of the day. Now, Marty. Yes. And by the way, quick promo, Shana Goldman. Oh, yes. Shana yeah. Goldman on the show tomorrow will be diving in um, significantly deeper on not only our regular NHL stuff, but huge news for women's hockey yesterday and the all the official announcements that came with it. And where does that league go in its first season yes. in six markets with 
expanded everything, right? Like this is a huge, huge, huge opportunity. And honestly, I sit here, my biggest question is, how much is the NHL truly going to be involved in supporting, promoting, and eventually collaborating with and really helping it go to the next level? Well, the WNBA Shana has. will talk about that. Right. But and I'm really interested and in, I can't wait to do that. Honestly. From everything I'm reading, funny enough, I don't think the NHL is being very much involved right now because the league itself mm-hmm. wants to put the, the, the foundation, their own foundation before they would get the NHL to say, Hey, let's, let's work it together. They want to set it the right way mm-hmm. uh, and on the right road. So that's why all six teams are team owned and operate mm-hmm. uh, their league owned and operated like that's, they want to say, Hey, let's set the foundation and then let's move forward. That to me is, uh, is, uh, I don't want to say unique way to do it, but they tried some other ways in the past and it didn't work well. So they're going to, they're going to really, really try to put the foundation the right way. But yeah, we'll talk to Shana because I'm reading more and more about this. Like this is going to be quick. We are in August, right? There's going to be a draft. There's going to be, well, yeah, there's going to be a free agent. Let's just say this. We're in September. (laughs) There's going to be free agency. There's going to be a draft. There's going to be training camp. There's going to be a season. There's like, it's going to be quick for the uh, the new women's hockey league that uh, is going to see light a little later this year. Sorry to look away. I was just lo- looking off in the distance thinking it's more like early October, uh, potentially the way the day is feeling. But yeah, you get the point. Okay. San Jose is first up in our teams of the day. The Sabres 29, 12, and 6 all-time against the Sharks with an incredible, and dare I say unprecedented, record of 20 three and one all time at home against the sharks like absolutely ridiculous and there are so many moments within the buffalo and i don't know how for a western conference team that kind of got lost and especially in those years where you didn't have the balanced schedule like there were you you just go long periods of time without san jose being even in the conversation on an annual basis right but they were always good Sabres were good for a long time in that window as well from when the Sharks came into the league in the early 90s. But I'm telling you, I cannot think of Buffalo and San Jose without thinking about the Ralston Caterpillar. (laughs) That is one of the original Sabres meme, probably. That yes. uh, defensive zone coverage where everybody follow follow the leader, 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 follow the leader. But it wasn't actually (laughs) the case. So it is the classic example of the picture not telling the story yes the the middle saber amidst the three of them that are chasing one san jose player while vacating the front of the net and leaving two (laughs) sharks on the doorstep of ryan miller the middle saber is actually going in a sharp turn and is cutting towards the middle of the net he's not in a like four-man bobsled configuration here (laughs) minus one um you know so it (laughs) But the best part of it was, as ridiculous as it looked, and you are so spot on with it being one of the early memes in Sabres history, the Sabres won that game. <laughs> they, they won the game 5-4 in a shootout. This was, um, what was the date again? Why did I? It's 2013. It was, it was uh, November 5th, yeah. 2013. It was a back and forth affair. Angry Larry got in a fight with Tyler Kennedy. <laughs> it was Ryan Miller versus Anti Niemi. And 
in the end, it was oh, a man. Buffalo 5-4 shootout win. The shots were 51 for San Jose to 36 as Miller and Niemi battled. And the Ralston thing happens. Buffalo was up. They squander the lead, yada, yada, yada. But I, I Marty, what I will never forget is after the game was done and we were flying from San Jose to L.A., we were not in a typical charter plane. It was more just your standard plane. So yeah. the seating chart was a little bit more sit wherever, if you will. So the non-players are in the front of the plane at this point, but just kind of scattered. And the players are very close, just a couple of rows behind and then occupying the rest of the plane. Yeah. Well, it was very obvious to anyone on the plane when the players started finding out about the Ralston Caterpillar. Oh, no. <laughs> so the chirps and, hey, Milzy, how about that defense? You know? Oh, no. <laughs> and it was so good. <laughs> but it was because they won. And the wins had been few and far between. And they would lose the next two games. And Ron Ralston would be dismissed yes. after that because they were 3-15-1 and one after those last two losses. But that win ended up being Ron's final one. As a member of the Sabres, which what do you is remember most about Ron Rolston. Well, the gloves, obviously the, gloves, yeah. the gardening work like but... the gardening gloves at practice. Yeah. And that was yeah. the thing. But uh, Cody Hudson had the shootout winner that night. Ryan Miller, who would be traded later in the year, picking up the shootout win. I think you knew this, but at the time of Miller's trade to St. Louis, February 28th, 2014, he was the NHL leader in shootout yes. wins. He was at 49. The King was at 48. Now, all time, Fleury is at 64. Lundqvist at 61. Miller at 60. But, yep. yeah, it was just kind of fitting. You know, you're sitting there looking at this going, yep, this is Ryan just pulling out games against San Jose. I, and, I look at the highlights we just showed. It wasn't just the Rolson Caterpillar. The rest of the defensive zone coverage was about as porous and as holy as Swiss cheese. I am telling you, Milsey was diving left and right that whole game trying to make uh, something good out of it. Um, and, it, and it needed a shootout win, right, to, to actually get there. But um, this is the year, a, a month maybe or a few weeks before that, I retired after my game. <laughs> well, it wasn't my game in San Jose that, that led me to retire, but it was my second last game against the San Jose Sharks. And actually, the St. Louis Blues, we were, we were going to talk in a little bit, were my last NHL game, wow. which I did Big not finish. <laughs> I, I did not finish my last game as a Sabre because it was in Ottawa, I got pulled, and I did not finish my last game in the NHL because it was in St. Louis I got pulled but the San Jose one was probably my most notorious famous game as Tomas Hurdle decided to score four goals that day he had two against Lundqvist I came in relief he had two against me and this famous between the leg goal which uh, was the Marek, uh, Marek Malik goal uh, originally, the Rangers shootout against Olaf Kozig. Uh, but in a game, in the real-time action, Hurdle comes in, puts it between his legs, goes over my blocker. I'm in the back of the net. I'm literally like, it would have hit me. It would have been a goal because I was like below the goal line on that one or almost. But uh, that's probably... So we went to Anaheim the next day, Duffer. Mm -hmm. Dwayne Rollison was the goalie coach for the Anaheim Ducks. And I'm on, sitting on the bench waiting for the morning skate. And Roly comes over to me. He goes, hey, kid, you went viral. 
<laughs> because two days later, it was over a million views on YouTube of the hurdle wow. goal. So yeah, that's so a lot I back got, then. It was a lot. So I went viral because of Tomas Hurdle and that game in San Jose. Um, what do they say about payback? Don't say it's it. A, it's a it's a B word. But seeing when you mentioned Merrick Malik, like it's the Rangers, right? Yeah. And then it came back on them. You know, like everybody. It's just it's just funny how it goes, you know, because like it Malik's was in the first year of the shootout. Yeah. Right. And it became this iconic moment. Was it round 13 or round 14 or something like that? Yeah. Maybe even 15. But anyway, so, yeah. And then years later, it's uh, a goal against the Rangers that became a talking point. And of course, the purists, of course, didn't love it because it was hot dogging or something it's like oh my gosh it's finding a way to put the puck in the net like calm and it's down, part people. of the game now it's giving yeah. yourself a better angle to a, a goalie that followed you on the back and you turn it around the goalie can recover if you mm. execute it well matthew kachuk did it on a two-on-one on a rebound the puck came in he came back he couldn't get to it boom on the side of the net you can't jam the goalie with the puck you go through your legs you open up a new angle that's mm. the way and also I have to give myself props here. I was a lot more gracious to the actual goal than Olaf Kolzig. Only the goalie was when Merrick Malik scored. Yeah. Kolzig apparently got back to the locker room at MSG, the visitor's locker room, mm-hmm. and proceeded to basically break his stick and throw everything everywhere and dump the garbage out, yelling, I'm going to be on every highlights for the next 10 years, and this is a embarrassing, and he was so <laughs> mad. No, I just went to my locker, and I said, well... I think that's probably going to be it for me. I think I've given everything I got to this game and it's going to be the end of it. And then later in the year, I signed a stick for Tomas Hurdle and he took it back no to, to Czech Republic. Yeah, because oh, I was working a game at MSG with the Rangers and San Jose came in town and their trainer asked if I had an extra stick and the Rangers still had my stick. So I signed a stick and then he took it back home and probably has it in the basement. Oh, San Jose, home to many memories uh, for you personally and for Buffalo and their franchise history. My one we unfortunately don't have footage of was a Saturday afternoon win a year after the Ralston Caterpillar. Uh, Sabres won two to one. I believe it was the game where Sam Reinhart got his first point. He was in the nine game window, then went back to junior. Um, Michael Neuvirth was the star that day. Uh, Sabres route shot 30 to 15. And it was a rare time where we had a studio on the road where the player came in and sat down next to me, kind of like an MSG hockey night in Canada type, you know, so Neuver's not the most talkative guy, but anyway, whatever, it's probably cliche. And as I'm wrapping up the interview, I'm like trying to say, thank you for your time, Michael. Well, he has already decided to vacate his chair. So I'm left hanging and I'm like halfway chasing him out of the frame with the stick mic. <laughs> Just like, hey, thanks for the interview. And the other takeaway from that. It would have been great if you had given him the fist bump and then you would have pulled the Kuznetsov like, I never double fist bump. Yeah. yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that's behind the scenes is that people, this is the challenge of broadcasting in today's world. Yes. Fans at home often, most often, have bigger monitors with more clarity oh, yeah. than what an analyst is working with on site. Yes. So when the analyst turns to go to a replay, he's often looking at a screen that might be smaller than a laptop screen, right? And sometimes these things are not 
great at all. <laughs> and we had this monitor in our studio in San Jose. It looked different than ever. No, it was actually bigger, but it was useless, right? Oh. And it was like a monitor that I'd never seen before. And Brad May started, you know, kind of complaining about it to our on-site technical crew. Tech, yeah. <laughs> and one of them says, it's a $5,000 monitor. And Brad goes, it's a waste of bleeping money. <laughs> 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 oh man and it was yeah. just so brad it was like this thing's a piece of crap like i don't yeah. care what it is i don't care how much it costs it doesn't make sense it doesn't work and it's a waste of time and waste of money oh, so my gosh. yeah oh, but then quickly, years later oh god no, we get no get into our hockey fights cancer night that was hockey a fights cancer was a huge game against san jose it was actually our 10 game winning streak mm -hmm. uh and jeff skinner ends up scoring in overtime where he kind of got the puck and walked around Martin Jones. And that was the night. And it was, wow, what a, what an emotional night that was. Uh, and, and what a time, I believe at that moment, the Sabres were first in the national hockey league. Now it did not work out well for the Buffalo Sabres, but that was a uh, pretty incredible night to one of the best night of the year as hockey fights cancer because of the emotion and the personal touch to it. But the fact that the Sabres won in OT that game, nobody had left their seat. They stayed for minutes, minutes, and minutes after wanting to congratulate and cheer on the team. It was a, a pretty significant moment in that season that, unfortunately, took a nosedive after. It did, but the um, talking points and emotion from that night lasted um, for months, quite frankly. Yes. Um, I'll never forget running into people that were just so glad they were in attendance. They felt so connected to the team and therefore the cause on that particular night because they were getting emotionally invested in the Sabres once again with that 10-game winning streak. And that's the kind of stuff that we feel now again, right? It's the investment, the connection. And I'll tell you, if you're talking about that and talking about San Jose, one of the hardest games this group of Sabres, any group of Sabres, has ever had to play oh, yeah. at home was February 13th, 2009. Mm -hmm. And it was hours after Flight 3407 had crashed in Clarence Center. And... You know, we've been through this and we will always go through it, especially, you know, as the anniversary comes up every year. But San Jose just happened to be the opponent that night. Yep. And San Jose, after falling behind 3 nothing early, did not make it easy on the Sabres and just went out and played the way you have to play this game. And the Sabres had to rally with one of the most dramatic tying goals in regular season history. Reve's blast from the point somehow tipped in by Pominville. And, you know... From, I don't want to say they that they weren't close to losing after that because overtime is always filled with chaotic chances. But you know, eventually the team, as you know, found a way to win it in a shootout in one of the most memorable nights I ever experienced as a, as a fan standing there in the building. It gives me chills, like it does everybody, to think back to that particular night. I remember I was with the Philadelphia Flyers at the time and uh, I talked to a bunch of guys. I talked to Patty Laleem, who was the backup to Ryan Miller that year. And Patty was a good friend of mine. And I'm like, how are you guys doing? And and he's like, I don't know how that's going to be tonight. Like, I remember talking to him the day of 
And, uh, and then I talked to a bunch of the guys after that. And I was like, you have no idea the amount of text messages and phone calls I'm getting from people I know in Buffalo and how amazing this night was for the fan base, for the community, what you guys did, the respect that you, sh the, the, the team showed before the game. Um, and, and it just, again, it connected the, the, the team with the community at that moment and like so many other times before, like we've seen now in the last couple of years. And um, I, I, I watched it and I was in tears after the game or close to, because it was, it was so emotional. Yeah. I was just reading Lindy Ruff's post game comments from that night. And he just, he was at a loss and he, but, but it was also typical Lindy. It was out of respect that he felt, there was no reason to go into great detail about yeah. the game. He simply said, we did a lot of really good things out there for the right reasons. And I'm going to leave it at that. And, you know, as we sit here and, and show you highlights from it again on MSG, isn't it amazing? We just talked about this the other day with Ryan Miller and the game. I mean, where Drury got wiped out and you win in a shootout. Yeah. So many of these Ryan Miller regular season moments are shootout wins and his, I mean, nothing will ever top that Ottawa one where he just drops the puck and bats it out yeah. and with such flair and confidence and, and being a saber. And that's what Ryan was so proud. Like, you know, people can be pro shootout or, you know, anti shootout, but like Ryan's job was to win the game and man, he was so good in that discipline. And I and love that's why that. You, you mentioned uh, Miller, Lundqvist, mm -hmm. Flurry. Mm -hmm. I mean, take away the shootout. Those goalies are still top goalies in the NHL, but they winners find a way to winners stand win, out. Man. Winners yeah. win. Winners win and winners find a way to stand out. And those three are one of the all-time best shootout goaltenders. And there's a reason why they're there. Number one, they played a lot of games. Number one, they played a lot of tight games. But number two... <laughs> They wanted to win regardless of the situation. And that that win against San Jose, then the win against San Jose uh, on Hockey Fights Cancer, like those are two of the most emotional wins that the Sabres have had probably over the last 15 years. Yeah, no question about that. And didn't you find it interesting when we had Pierre Turgeon on the other day, his thought process of if he had been oh, in, a, guy. in the era where he was a real shootout guy? Man, I loved hearing that. It was like, I don't worry about failing. I, I, I want to do it every time. And if I fail, I want the next chance. I like how know? he says with a broken French, he goes, if I got puck in the slot, I look high blocker and I know I'm going to score. I know I'm going to hit the post and in and score. And yeah. if I miss next time, I know I'm going to score. Like, yeah. I always know I'm going to score. I never miss. I never miss from that spot. That's what he yeah. said. It was so good. Yeah. What a great conversation that was. And we, of course, he would play in St. Louis as well and have some pretty good times there. We'll talk Seattle and St. Louis as we continue our teams of the day. There's a little Maple Leaf news as well. And uh, what is today? What's our Wednesday? Why am I blanking on this? I knew I'd Wednesday go sideways at one fill point. Fill in the blank. Is it? is it fill in the blank? There I don't you go. know. I just That's lost my That's exactly rundown. why I was blanking on it. We're back after yeah. this on Sabres Live. <laughs>
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.